So today I'm really excited. Um, hey, Annie, uh, I'm excited. And Josh, um, I'm excited to have everybody. Thank you so much for showing up. This is, I'm Diane Gibbs. This is Creatives Ignite. And today is what I call a rapid recharge. My goal, I have lots of goals. One of the things is that I want to have at least one thing that I'm talking on doing a rapid recharge each month. And this is the one for this month. I consider this a hard month emotionally or mentally. Uh, so I I don't know why May is uh, mental health month. May is like beautiful and sunny and there's spring flowers and things. I don't know. There's lots of things to be hopeful for. So it's easier for me not to be as depressed at that time of the year. I think January is mental health month for, you know, for me, for Creatives Ignite. That's when I do it. I started a new semester uh, last week and I'm teaching a web design class and then I'm teaching a, a self-promotion on social media. And I've always had this bug like to want to help people with self-promotion because I know it's really hard. It's hard for me. So then it's January, you're kind of feeling bad. You've made all these goals and then you didn't do everything um, that you were wanting to do. So then I don't know. And then you set more goals and then maybe you've already failed or whatever at you haven't done everything you wanted to do. It can be very difficult. So as I was talking to my students, um, we had a lecture and a talk yesterday and I asked them a couple of questions. And one, I just asked them how they use social media and maybe you can answer some of these questions as well. So I asked them what they thought social media was for, right? And there were lots of different things. We talked about why it was free, which again, maybe y'all all know why it's free. So I asked them, who are their social media influence, influencers, influence, you know, not design influences or not creative influences, but how people are using, who are they learning from in regards to social media? And I think we just kind of learn from each other and they do too. And they couldn't tell me any social media influencers, people that were experts in different social media channels. And I was like, you know, we should probably learn from, from those people, I think. One other question is, what does social media do? And I think a lot of people, especially in this month, it can just, they're just kind of off or they've started a new challenge and they want to do it again, but it can be very hard. And one thing I noticed that my students were saying was that they they consume a lot, but they don't post a lot. And I wanted to know why. And one is they feel like an imposter. And I'm like, oh gosh, that never goes away. You're always going to feel like that, you know, but they think they're, they're in their twenties and it'll be, it'll go away. Right. But I feel like, yeah, it goes away for some things. Like I don't feel like an imposter when I brush my teeth or I tie my shoes, but I do feel like it in other ways. And then I think back to other things that I've learned from other designers or other people who are just honed in on that social media. Maybe their design doesn't look great, but the social media, um, they understand the algorithm and stuff. Okay, I'm going to go to the deck. I saw this and I feel like this. I have a pile of paper on my desk that are like old to-do notes that I don't think I've done something or it's a note to myself. So I was like, but I don't think of it as drowning anymore. I feel like I keep raising my hand. I can do that. Yeah. Somebody wants that. I can, I can do that too. And I, I somebody was saying, you know, saying no. Uh, today I was reading something um, Robin Land had posted on Facebook. What would you tell your 22 year, year old self? And my friend Mina had said to say no. And a professional no is not the end of the world. You don't have to say yes to everything. Anyway, so I thought of it like, oh, yeah, I'm reaching up, not drowning. This one's not drowning. It was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. You need help with that. I'm good. So I liked this image for that. So I thought about these things, why I brought up the thing about the social media self-promotion social media class was because this is where I kind of started. In this class that I'm teaching self-promotion on social media, I realized that there were some lies that we are telling ourselves that I've told myself and that my students were telling themselves. And I was like, let's debunk them. And I've got three lies. I'm sure there's more. I know I lie to myself a lot. One is that I can do it all. Is anybody else like that? 
that's how I am for sure. You probably maybe are with me on you think you can do everything. And my mom has told me plenty of times that I am not Wonder Woman, but I kind of feel like Wonder Woman like this, you know, a little awkward. She, you know, her totally, this would be me because the pants were too long, right? The whatever tights or something. And then I just cut them off and they didn't do a great job cutting them off, to be honest. But I am working on really being realistic and it's really hard with ADHD. It maybe it's hard with anything, um, but it's really hard for me to be realistic about what I can do within a day. But there are only 24 hours in a day and we're supposed to sleep uh, 12 of them. Wouldn't that be good? We're supposed to be sleep at least a third of those and eight hours, right? So if I try to do everything, it means I'm taking one step, one step in the direction of that goal or that journey. But then I'm only taking one step and then I do something else and I only take one step. So I can't get very much done at all. And I think that this, I love this image. It just feels like it's there aimlessly wandering because they haven't chosen either. They're not confident to choose the direction or, you know, they, they feel like they're going to miss out on something if they choose one direction. And I've definitely been there. Absolutely. Definitely been there. So I think if you don't, if you choose all of the things, all of the directions, you should be expect to be stuck in beginner shoes because you're not spending enough time to really get better at that. This is something definitely I'm working on and I feel better that I don't have to edit my own podcast anymore. The other lie is that I'm going to be bored if I choose one thing. Is that anybody? It's totally, I worry. Or, you know, maybe if somebody else won't do it the same way um, that I'm doing it or not enough, well, then I just need to make standard operating procedures and have a, you know, they go through those systems. So, but being bored was one of the things that my students said to, I asked them a couple of questions. I, and I asked them this on the second day, I said, what are you afraid of? And I think it's really important. If I'm worried about being bored, then I'm afraid of something. And some of them said imposter. I've definitely said imposter syndrome. Um, but here is what I was afraid of in the past. And this is just as I'm looking back, as I'm doing some reflecting, as I'm preparing this talk in the past, and we're talking last June, you know, last May, last June, July, I was afraid of making something ugly. I was afraid of wasting materials and I was afraid of wasting time. I'm not as bad about that anymore. I waste, maybe I don't waste as much time, um, but I'm definitely better at wasting materials. Everything's not in my sketchbook. I've gone outside of the sketchbook and on paper. So big uh, movement forward. The other is making something ugly. I have made tons of ugly things and I am definitely okay with making something ugly. And like Doc said earlier, we get out of the imposter syndrome or out of the beginner shoes, the more we do it, the more comfortable. And that gives us confidence, but then we're going to be new at something else. Okay. So now what am I afraid of? And I'm not afraid of being good enough. I'm not afraid. I can't read what I said. I'm, I'm not, a, that I'm not going to cut it like, right. I'm not good enough to make it in whatever I'm trying to do make it as an illustrator, make it, I don't even know how I'm going to use this right now. I'm just practicing and I'm doing a lot of that practicing. And so it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, if I just continue to be in the waste, not I'm afraid of wasting. So I don't make anything or I'm afraid I won't make it. I'm afraid I won't be enough or I won't be good enough. Well, I won't be good enough if I never practice. So for me, I need to break the chain by practicing, by messing up, by making messes. And I feel better about making messes. And I feel like there's, I can see progress now because I'm past that sort of beginner stage in some things, but I'm also embracing the beginner stage. So 
It is, I've said this plenty of times, I've used the slide plenty of times. I really like the slide. It is practice, not perfection. Definitely need this as a t-shirt. So then I asked the students, I said, what do you want to be known for? And I'm asking you this. I would love you to put it in the chat. I don't know why that big gray thing's in the bottom, but it's because of InDesign. So what do I want to be known for? They had a hard time. That was one of those barriers that they didn't want to say. And we're like, well, I don't know. I might get bored. So that's that lie. So I said, well, what if you changed it to what do you want to be known for this year? And that really like whew, alleviated. One of my students was like, yeah, that feels better. I could, I could make a commitment for a year. You know, I could try to get better at this for a year. And for me, this really helped me. Like I always will tell Mario or whoever, all my, these, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And I know what he's thinking. He's like, Diane, mm, we'll see. We'll see how many things you'll be able to do. But so what do I want to be known for this year? I'm just telling you, I want to be a better illustrator. I've said this before. I can say this every year, but if I don't put time and waste materials and try new materials or make time to practice, I will never be a better illustrator ever because I'm not. It's just a pipe dream. I'm not really working or how to get to being a better illustrator. I just want to say it. So I feel like that a lot when little kids say something, they don't really know how to be a fireman. You know, they're not like, like, oh, I'm going to make sure I can run really hard, you know, as a fifth grader or something. Right. Uh, Jen Close says she wants to be known for witty logo designs. She's clever. She uses those things in. And those are the things that just light her up. Um, one of my students wants to be known for doing publication design in the fashion industry. And I, that's good. Right. Um, Jana says she wants to be known for as a resource for those who are handling or hand handling or hearing. Hmm. Oh, they're handling a hearing loss diagnosis. Definitely. That's good. Obviously, I have a reading diagnosis. That's a problem here. Um, Doc says, how many of you struggle to separate being known for something as a professional and as a person? Okay, that is part of it. So I made them, I didn't include this in this, but I made them, they have these questions to ask. Maybe I'll plop these in the bottom of this, uh, this post on Creatives Ignite. But so I want to be known as being joyful. That's a person thing, not necessarily just a professional thing. And some of them did say stuff. They were like, I want to be known as being easy to work with. I love that. I absolutely love that part of what we should be, I think, is, is who we are as a person is part of who we are as a professional. Anyway, so I want to be a better illustrator. Now, when I compare myself to Doc, hmm, there's no way I'm never going to do it. I might as well just close the door to that, but I'm going to be a different illustrator than Doc is because Doc, you're a great illustrator. Maura wants to be known for licensed art. Okay. So then this is the thing. If you want to, okay, Diane, you want to be a better illustrator? Great. Isn't that a little too broad? Yeah, it's a little too broad. Okay. All right. Let's, let's see what else we can do. How can I refine it? So this kid is outside looking at a bakery. And they've been told they can, um, they can choose one cookie. But they, they sit there for a long time because it's, it, they want to choose the right cookie. But this is not the only day you get to choose a cookie. You can choose another cookie tomorrow. But if you're trying to get better at something, maybe you choose the same cookie, the same illustration, the same iterations on the things that you're working at for a period of time so that you can get better. It can be a period of time. It can be a, till you get to this stage. And we'll talk about that in a second. You have to narrow the focus. Oh, you have to narrow your focus. Of course, that's what it is. You have to narrow your focus to get better. Sorry about that. Hmm. <laughs> you only choose one. You can only choose one thing. So Diane, it's just for the year or for six months or for whatever time period or whatever skill level I want to attain to be able to get to, that's how long it's going to be. And I have to choose it for me. You have to choose it for you. If at one point you are bored 
or you are making something ugly, I would say don't give up. Your good stuff's coming right after. I believe that. What do I like? Okay, write this down. This, this is the next question. Now, I'm going to write down, so I I'm, haven't really refined yet. I know I want to be a better illustrator, but I'm all over the place. I draw people, and I draw faces, and I draw dogs, and I draw couches, and I draw trees and landscapes and plants. It's all over the place. So what do I like? Write it down. See what you continually come back to. Now, if you know me, I draw rocks. I don't know if there's a, a field out there for rock drawing. Maybe. I think it might be a little limited. So I decide, okay, I like the natural world. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on trying to draw trees and plants and landscapes better. So I started with something small, trees. In January, I'm just working on trees. I gave it a, a date, but I can extend it to February. I'm making the rules. I am going to get better at drawing these things this year. Hopefully by the end of the year, you'll be able to see a difference in how I executed or that I'm able to execute many different styles of trees or one style I'm able to do really well and I'm able to execute it quickly when I'm given a project. I'm known for drawing trees and plants and landscapes so much that I actually start getting work for some of that. That would be a, a sign of success to me. But even if I don't ever get work in it um, or create something and people buy it, is that I feel better about my ability to draw trees. And I have been able to see the difference. I am going to wrap it back around to social media. I promise. Okay. So I want to be better at drawing trees. I want to be able to draw trees, plants, and landscapes. Okay. The end. That's what I'm working on. I've narrowed it down. It's not super narrow, right? But right now, January, trees. Now, have I drawn other things than January? Yes. Okay. So know what stage you're in. I think there are four I'm sure there's more, but for me, there's four. There's a learning stage and that I'm like baby stepping it. I'm like falling down a lot. I'm getting frustrated. I'm putting things aside for pieces of time so that I can get confident in something else first. You know, maybe instead of playing soccer, I just work on running or doing sprints first. Um, so same thing. So I'm just focused on learning. Then there's the exploring. So now I have found, I've drawn a whole bunch of trees. Now I'm going to explore different styles. So I had talked with um, somebody who I was mentoring and I said, I want you to draw a hundred of these specific, he liked a specific type of illustration style. So we already had a style picked out. I said, I want you to draw this tree a hundred times, but he drew a hundred different trees and they weren't in the same style. They were literally different trees, but the more you draw, if you draw your face a hundred times or your hand a hundred times, you will get better because your hand isn't going to change that much in the hundred times that you're drawing it. Hopefully, you know, if you're doing over a hundred years, you're probably going to have a big difference. So exploring is now thinking, okay, well, here's a style I like. I'm going to try to execute multiple trees in this style. And then here's another style I like. I'm going to try to execute other trees in this style. I'm not quite at that phase. Maybe I'm just kind of all over the place. So I feel like I'm just in the learning for trees. And then there's refining. Say you have six different styles that you have explored and you're like, I really liked this. There are some things that I have drawn or painted that are fine. There are some that I've sold, but I don't ever want to do them again. But I didn't stop mid. I said, nope, I'm going to keep going, which has gotten me in the past. I have all these half-baked, you know, sketches or paintings or drawings. And I'm like, oh, what a waste, you know, like it's a waste of the time. Oh, gosh, I just realized I have a typo there. Anyway, so refining is deciding maybe one or two um, of those six that you're really going to be known for and good at. So if, when I think about Doc, I think about a specific style. He's really good with people, really good with faces, and he has a definite style. I don't know if I have that yet. 
I'm kind of all over the place what I like. And I don't, right now, I'm just focused on trees and drawing trees in January. So the last phase is that I am confident and I'm able to execute at a moment's notice to the same quality that I've done um, in the past in with a silent W. In this, where are you in the things that you are trying? I think it's important to know and then see when you get to that next phase. And maybe you're like, I want to be at the exploring phase by February. That's not a realistic thing for me. But by April, I should be set on how I do um, with the amount of time that I'm committing to drawing trees and plants. I think by April, I have a style or two styles that I feel comfortable executing quickly and I can, I can draw them from memory, right? Those are things that I'm, I'm thinking. Okay. So this is what I'm going to do. Okay. I've made that determined. That's what I'm going to work on. Okay. Then Diane practice daily, the end. That's what you need to work on. Okay. So here's, I just want to show you how small I work. That is my hand, my finger. I am not a giant. So this is a very small sketch. I like this little sketch. It didn't take up a lot of space, right? I didn't waste a lot of materials, but I kind of got an idea of just layout. So, okay. Now it's taking that onto either another sheet of sketchbook or I'm going in um, and taking it off the sketchbook. Oh, I'm not to canvas yet, but you know, here we go. Anybody do this? Anybody do these small executing with paint or whatever you're using actually in your sketchbook? I don't know. This helps me. So this is one that I did. Again, it's another small one. Again, it was from my from my brain. So I always think of thumbnails. Oh, Doc said thumbnails. And I think of thumbnails as like black and white or like one color. Like we're not wasting. We're just working on composition. You would not use color to this extent, probably. I mean, these are really small. This one was not in a sketchbook. You see, it was on paper. <laughs> Obviously, just leftover paper from something. But I did this and I sent it to my, my parents. <laughs> I mean... Ooh, Diane, really going all out for him. But I realized certain things I didn't like. I needed a smaller brush for those poppies in the field. Yes. And Doc says uh, thumbnails, black and white thumbnails lead to color cop thumbnails. Yes. But usually it's telling you you're going to be doing something bigger. I never did anything. <laughs> okay. So this is one where I'm working in gouache. I'm in my sketchbook. And this is from my brain. I had a thing this summer where I felt very incapable of drawing from my brain that I really rely heavily on looking at something. And so every time I'm driving, I'm really looking at the trees and I'm studying these things now. So instead of just feeling like I'm, um, I'm actually trying to take things in on a regular basis instead of holding into that, that I need a photo of what it is. So I have a, a thing on my wall that is a field. I just love fields for some reason. And I think I was probably using some paint that I had in my palette in the top part of my palette just to try to clean it off. But I was like, okay, well, I'm going to work on, work on this. Obviously, I mean, this is the beginning phase. This is what it ended up with. I really liked it. I mean, it is small, you can't really tell how big it is, but um, it's not that big. Were there things that I want to work on? Absolutely. But am I using color in a new way? Yes. I still need a smaller brush for those uh, lavender things in the in the background. So something I've, I've actually ordered. Do you know what I ordered? I ordered, obviously not for my fingers, but fingernail brushes. Like I was like, what's a small brush? that I could use. Anyway, I thought that was a cool idea. So I haven't used them yet, but I will tell you how it goes. Okay. So there's that. And then sometimes when I'm really not feeling confident, I go back to something like rocks. Now I do these things. I just, I'm mixing colors. These are all still gouache, but I'm using them really like watercolor. 
And these are just in a sketchbook and I'm just making organic shapes, which I still think goes with the plants. These are all from my head, but they kind of like have a cattail kind of thing. I probably would help if I looked at some cattails, I think, or some other kind of things. And I have, I've, I got a little book of wildflowers in Alabama or in the Southeast or something. And so now I'm trying to look at some of those as I do this, but sometimes I just need the confidence of making something that I think looks pretty. And there, there was this period of probably 20 days that this is all I was doing. It could have been that I was stressed and this is also very relaxing for me. Um, I'm just going to flip through some of these. This was kind of a later one. I had done something else and I was like layering on top. So I did the, the blue and the light blue, and then I drew some gray on top of it. I took my dip pen and I used um, it for the gold. And then the white was like a, not a jelly roll, but a, anyway, you know, I mix my gouache and this is just me mixing and trying to clean it up as I go. So you can see in the upper like up, upper left-hand corner, there's this brown. And then this is the brown and blue combined. And then it's just the blue and then the blue lighter. And then maybe it had a little red in it or purple. And I just thought these were really nice. And I mean, I just have a sketchbook that is full of these and I, I just liked it. So then I layered some on top of each other. So again, I'm just starting and I'm, these aren't amazing, but I like some of the colors. I like certain things that I found out. I wasn't worried about wasting materials or wasting paper. I am filling up these things. And because I'm iterating, like I asked that kid to do, draw a hundred of these things, then I will see what works and what doesn't work. But if I don't ever push it to that limit of it not working, I will never know. So I know Amy um, Hassenjager and I both over, we have, we both have worry about overworking. She knows that I do it. She says she does it. I think everything she does looks really great, but um, it's also from our perspective, it's just not what we had intended. It may look great to somebody else, but I know it's overworked. I know I should have stopped. And I, sometimes I'll watch people on YouTube and I'm like, stop, stop, stop right there. It's good. Like I know when they should stop, but they don't. But then I went to like a, um, fountain pen that's not bulletproof. Did you know that that's what that ink is called? Bulletproof that it won't like, anyway, I thought that was really cool, but these are not, these are not waterproof. So I was using the water to kind of make some of the leaves look a little different. And I made these little berries and then I made like juniper leaves. I was looking at a book that my dad had. And so I was just drawing other types of foliage, right? Um, drawing trees in different ways. I really like that little birdhouse with those things. Anyway, that's one. And then I did, I painted one. Um, I'm, I don't, I think I just made this up. Um, I didn't look at anything again. Um, the washi tape is at the bottom. I didn't do that cool pattern. Um, and then I just started making more things. So I have pine cones at the top here. I just made a big mess and then I started putting patterns over it. Because sometimes I just need to do something fun, but I did kind of like the iteration from those juniper berries that were on a couple over. Now I'm iterating, doing them in different way, just with a, a different tool or a different. Sometimes that's all it takes. Just limited palette, black, red, this blue and white, true with white. Anyway, again, here's some trees. I like the blue one. Okay not so much on the other one. And these are from my brain, you know, or watching someone. These are from my brain. You can tell I just did these, um, at, you know, 10 on the 10th. So that was eight days ago. I know that's not really a palm tree and I have a weeping willow outside my house. That's not what it looks like, but it, it is at least I'm trying something again. I wasn't looking at them. It would have probably been worse had I looked at them anyway. Here's some more, um, just doing it with like scribbles. And then I went back to that um, black, blue, blue, black pen and added some more because I liked it. So I'm seeing what I like and I'm adding some other things and then I'm pulling back and I'm stopping now at some point. I just really like those. So that's kind of what I go to. Okay, here is the big one. This is, I think I started this 
gouache illustration maybe in October is what I'm thinking. And I got stuck quick. So I did this. I actually remembered to take process shots. I did this and it's not looking so good. I know. And then it went to here and I was really stuck. I mean, wicked stuck in the upper right-hand corner. It is these feels of daffodils. I can't even say that right. Daffodils. Daffodils is what I almost said. But the trees in the background. Now, I had done some other studies. You saw some with those tiny little ones, the little lavender field. And I was watching people draw trees. I watch people on YouTube or people on Instagram or wherever I'm watching people. And I just started seeking out people who were drawing trees. And then I figured something out. They were, I had a small brush, a small enough brush here, I guess. And they were painting in some of the light. They didn't, they painted all the dark first and then they painted the light on top of it, which you can do with gouache, unable to do in watercolor. And this is why I love gouache because it allows you to make mistakes. But this was at some point, I was not sure I was going to finish this painting. I think this is the finished painting. And this is from like a, a calendar. And I said it was brightfocus.org. It was the March 2021, like part of the calendar. And this, I'll show you it. Hopefully we can get back to this. This is it. Looks backwards to me, but I think it's fine for you. But I... I was pretty proud and it looks brighter, I think maybe than what it looks like on screen when I scanned it. But I don't, I think that this part looks much better than what I thought it did. It was a pretty hard road there. Um, and I, but I'm really proud with how, what that was just that I didn't give up. Now, did I do everything I could here? I'm not trying to make it photographic. That's all for sure. I know that I'm not trying to make it photographic. So th that was, I finished at Christmas and then I came home and I know uh, Maura and Amy and John Ingalls and Debbie Clapper got this image because this makes me think of Debbie Clapper. I was like, this is, this is like God took and gave Debbie Clapper all these lines and things that she does. And this is not that big of a plant, you know, but I just was at Lowe's and I took a picture I think, Chris, I sent you this one, too. I was like, wow, I just need to look more. Look at these amazing lines. I just thought, I was like, wow, you know, like, I need to look at more plants. So I bought, hopefully I will not kill them, but I bought four plants that day. I didn't buy that one. though. I also, this is where I go walk. Um, just down the road. And I look at the trees and I look at the trees in the distance and I look at these fields. To me, this is just beautiful. Maybe it's not beautiful to everybody, but I like it. This is the park. I'm in the park, the fence, right? And then that's what I'm seeing. And these, you know, it's oak trees and um, maybe there's some magnolias in there. A lot of oak trees, some pine probably um, and some other things, but this is winter. This is winter in Alabama. I think it was 70, like it is today. Um, but I liked the sky. I liked the golden. And then I'm noticing at the bottom of, you know, like in that far field that's not been cut, there's dark in the front, right? And I'm noticing things that maybe I hadn't noticed before. So I also, this is a field. I know Jen Close has seen this. I think I show her this. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this field. This a lot of times is cotton this past year. It was, um, I think, soybeans or, or something. But I love this field. I love how the sky, and this is right before I turn on to my road. So this is Tanner Williams. And this is just a field I pass every day. But I love this field. And I love right now in January, I love how it looks. I love the green, green, green of that and the blue and the, the way the the sun is and the light is. I'm just thinking about these as I'm, um, as I'm driving, as I'm looking. And then I take a picture. It's not a great picture. You know, I'm driving. Granted, I'm not looking at what I'm taking a picture of. I'm just hoping I get something, you know, but I can make it better. I can make it from my head. Everything doesn't have to be photo realistic. And me and Paul have had that, um, 
have that conversation. If I want it to look like the photo, I, why don't I just take a photo? Now, this one, I'm not as, um, I, it's in my sketchbook and I'm glad it's in my sketchbook. The, those are bison or buffalo. Um, I'm not really as happy with the trees. I did this one while I was working on the, the yellow daffodil one. And I feel like I did better in the, that one than I kept working on the trees. And I like the, the, um, this is the first one. I really like the field, the Buffalo. Mm, John's like, what are those cows? Actually down below, I see the, um, uh, I see, I had p- tried to do the Buffalo small, you know, I mean, they're really small. You can kind of see my finger there, but, but I love the colors of this. This was it. The North Rim of the Grand Canyon It's one of my favorite places on earth. And I, it doesn't look exactly, but it was a really dark, ominous clouds. And then these three bison, and I just love the colors uh, in the clouds. I love the colors in the field. So I'm taking notes of what I like and what I don't like, what I would want to draw again and what I don't. Now, these are quick these are quick studies. These are gouache and I'm not really going back. I'm just trying to practice, practice with the color. And then I'm going to reflect on what works and what doesn't work. And then when I get really upset with myself or I'm like, I can't do anything. I'll just start layering again, making these things that I'm just making up. And then I think this is this week. um, I did these trees. I was looking at this book called urban sketchbook the urban sketchbook. Yeah. And I'm just copying what they have. These are not, I mean, I'm, I'm starting, I didn't copy leaf by leaf. I'm just kind of getting a in general way and I'm using um, a, a fountain pen. And then here's some more. I didn't do these exactly right. You know, they're not exactly like what they look like in the book, but I'm taking some liberties here. I'm practicing. And then these were pink in the book. I didn't have pink with me. All I had was orange. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to see what I can do with some of the tools that I have. This doesn't look like what it looked like in the book, but I'm practicing. And here's more trees. I really don't like these trees. A bunch of the stuff at the bottom is just like trying to get my <laughs> my brush to clear. Um and using weird colors. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try red tree trunks just for fun, you know, and then layer on different things. I'm just trying things. You got to try. This is in the learning, exploring phase. I don't know. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. These were yesterday. I did skip. I've already missed today, but I think it's okay because Jack had a surgery that day. So I, I tried to draw a man. It was too short. He was too short. Some of these are just you know, how other people were drawing these things from here in the middle. Can you guys see my um, mouse? But anyway, this like little pine cone I did after I did this little tree. These were not in the same thing. I'm just drawing on top of each other. Um, But this kind of reminded me of that one that I just showed you. So I'm just trying different things. I'm also trying to draw different trees in different ways, seeing what really works. So I have embarked on a 365, I guess, 364 challenge of drawing every day. And I am focusing now on plants. This month, I'm focusing on trees. Probably this year is just landscapes and things that go with landscapes. But I would encourage you to find somebody that you could do this with and you're just sending them a text. Um, This is how Amy Hassenegger and I started we did a 30 day, or maybe we did a hundred days. I don't remember what we did in the beginning, but now um, we send each other images and we have a couple other people on that with us. And it, we're not necessarily posting these. John Ingalls is doing it. Maura's doing it. John Ingalls is posting his. His look amazing. And Maura posts a good many of hers, but we are editing them down. That doesn't mean we have to post. We have to post our group 30 days. We have to post to our group or the hundred days or the 365 or whatever it is, but it doesn't mean you have to post to the world, right? You're figuring it out, figuring out where, where you are. And once you get the thing that you want, 
like I was telling my students, then, then you can start posting. So maybe some of the things, lie number three is um, I have to post what I'm working on right now, right? Well, we can't always. We have NDA, non-disclosure agreements. Um, we have other things that we are not able to post. So when should we not take photos? Should we not take process of that thing? No, you should. Derek Castle talked about the way he posts. And I absolutely love what he said. He posts every week, pretty much. He goes back and looks at old work. He starts Monday with the process or doing some initial sketches. Wednesday, he posts, uh, and I don't know if this is how he still does it, but this is how he did it in the past. He's straw castle on most um, platforms. On Wednesday, he posts uh, more refined or the line drawing. Now he's cutting it out of linoleum. And then Friday is the end because we have too short of a um, attention span. We can't remember your story. If you're taking us, it's going to take 10 months to get this. I need to see where you were, what happened in the middle, where the struggle was, and then you overcoming it. So think about telling your story in three days or in a week, but that means you're going to go to old work. You're going to go to old logos that you've had, but take us through the process because it helps us to know what kind of person you are and how you tell a story. And then that helps us to know, I think, that how you would tell our story if you were, if I was hiring. So I just think you don't post what you're working on currently. Thank you, Doc. Um, You're focusing on documenting your work, your progress. You're not sharing it yet. If you're going through something and it's really bad, I hope that you document because at some point you're going to be done with that. You will have come out the other side. And then if you don't have any documenting, there's, you won't be able to tell your story as well. So it's not that you're not taking pictures of it and off these pictures, some are just, you know, from my phone. No, obviously I wasn't color correcting anything. Um, So I've seen this a bunch of different places, um, Glenn and Doyle, and then I saw Stephen Furtick said this as well. We should share from our scars, not our open wounds. And that's what I mean here. So in this, you're not, I'm not sharing something that I'm really ashamed of, or I don't know what the end of the story is. I have the, I have the piece. I, I didn't show the blob that I had as trees when I had it as trees in October. I'm showing it now that it's um, come through. All I, I finished it. So I asked one student, I mean, I asked them all, I said, well, what do you post? And he said, I post things that I'm proud of. And, and I said, okay, well, I want y'all, I want me to post things that I'm proud of and I want to do more of. And it's hard for me to say I'm proud of something. Like there, my sister noticed this when I texted her a picture of this at Christmas I said, I'm proud of this. She's like, you never say that. I'm like, I know. Um, So it was really a big thing for me to just say openly to my sister and to y'all now that I was proud of something that I had made. Are there still things I can work on? Yes, I am. I'm learning. I'm exploring. I'm okay. I know what stage I'm at. Um, But I think you need to tell a story. Think about your post, your social media, I told you I would wrap it back around social media. Can you go back, look at some of your sketches, look at some of the process that you did. Maybe it's you filming yourself um, now looking back at it. I think when you, when people do sketchbook tours, I really like for them to talk me through. I don't want it to be so fast that I can't absorb some things. I don't want my husband gives me a hard time that I listen to books really fast or podcasts. Um, he's like, what do you got it at 2.5? And I'm like, no, it's at 1.3 for my books and 1.5 for my podcast. Um, I'm just quick. I guess I can listen fast, but for people, let them decide the speed. Don't speed it up so hard that I can't or so fast that I can't even process some of what's happening. But only share the story, I think, after you've gotten time to reflect. Because look, a reflection is really beautiful. But if there are waves on it, you can't even see a reflection. All you can see is the waves. And that's kind of where I'm thinking of like share from your uh, scars, the things that have already healed over. 
I don't want you to share it during a storm. I want you to share it after the storms pass because that leads up that Wednesday. Now I'm like, ooh, what is this going to look like? I'm looking forward to it. I'm anticipating it. But all I have to wait is till Friday, right? That's why we binge watch, I think, because we just can't really um, wait. So where can you grow? Um, reflect on the work you've done that you're proud of, on what worked on it and what didn't. and then iterate, do another piece. I was doing the exact same piece for a while. I'm still doing landscapes. So I'm still doing trees. So I still have to deal with the same thing, trees and fields. Most of the landscapes I'm doing are something like that. So I'm still working out the same thing, except I'm not drawing the exact same, but you can, you can draw the exact same thing. So share the story, share what you were able to overcome. I think you should share that, share that story and spread that hope. Anyway, I don't know if that was helpful to anybody, but for my students, sorry, it was also blurry. For my students, it's really important. And I mean, my students at the university, but also for me that I am reflecting back at what worked and what didn't work, what I could do better. And I know there's stuff here I could do better. Um, maybe still some stuff here that I can do better, but definitely in that other one with the field, um, the Buffalo one, I know the trees I could do better, but here's one of the goals that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to draw, trying to get better. That's how I'm working on as, as an illustrator. And I am focusing on one social media platform, which I know is scary. It's not that I'm not um, posting to the others, but I'm really working on one because if I can grow one to where I want it to be, so I don't exactly know where I want it to be, but I'm focusing on YouTube. So while I work on my drawing, I'll focus on YouTube and with the podcast and with the web design or whatever I'm doing with Creatives Ignite, I will be the main channel for me, social media wise is YouTube for this year. And then we'll see. Can I add something? Does that mean I'm not going to be anywhere else? Man, I don't know. But right now I still post to other places. But it's not like I have, I'm not, you know, what do I want social media to do for me? I just want to connect, give people hope. Um, I don't know. It, I, it would be great if we get clients that way. Wouldn't it be great if I figure it out and then now I'm able to share with you? I see how it works with other people. I see people going from just posting weekly on YouTube and then they're selling things. They're selling all kinds of things that they've made and they're selling things on affiliate links. They're, they're um, bridging gaps. People actually have hope. They're commenting, they're connecting with people. Um, I think our first thing is like, well, I don't want to do this if it's, if I'm not going to make any money off of this. Right. And I, I get that we do need to pay our bills. So anyway, hopefully that helped. Um, so I can't do it all. I don't know about you. What lies are you telling yourself? Here are the three I was selling. I'm going to get bored if I pick one thing and um, I need to post, I need to post every day or I need to post this thing right now that I'm working on right now, but it's not finished. I don't even know if I'm going to like it. You know, I might abandon it. I'm trying not to abandon things. So I'm just documenting, documenting where it is, what I've done. And then I know it'll be a story for later. And it's okay if it's not something you did yesterday. Doc says, Jake Parker made a good point that if you wait till the piece is perfect, you'd never post. Absolutely. But iterating over time will yield growth. Inevitably, that growth will allow you to see things you change or no longer want to do in your work. Exactly. The other thing that was a side note, and I'll just tell you this because we have three minutes, whole three minutes left, is that what I see sometimes is I see people that I follow and I love, but I don't know how to use their work. I don't know how to hire them. Um, I don't know if they have it for sale, if I'm going to hang it on my wall or if I'm going to, they're not giving me context. So in that story, so think about Derek Castle, he does the sketch, right? And then he does the 
refinement and he's putting it on the linoleum and he's cutting it out. That's the middle of the week post. And then the final post is the finished piece, but the best he could do four, I guess, but you, the finished piece in one of those or in that video, you should also show it hanging in context or how it's used, how that artwork ended up on a plate for a crate and barrel or something, or how that artwork ended up on the Miller light, um, artists can series they did with Harley Davidson that tells me it's not just art, right? But he's also a designer, an illustrator, and I can hire him to do it. So if you just show me the art and you never show me it hanging on the wall, then I don't know how to use it. If you show me these amazing people illustrations, but you don't show me how to use it, that it could be used in a magazine or it could be used and you can make that step up. Um, it could be used. I know doc used his for like a event and it was all the people had their pictures done like that, but they also had big uh, banners on the stage or, you know, it was maybe graphics that were, you know, behind each speaker or something. Show me it in context. I think that will help us to get more, more work. We'll see. Let's try it out. It's a whole bunch of testing. I'll tell you how YouTube goes. You tell me how everything else goes. Um, maybe we can work on this together. So I would love for you to put below if you're in the chat now or below if you're in YouTube or wherever you're seeing this. Um, tell me what stage you're at in the thing that you're growing at, that you're trying to grow at. Do you know what I mean? Um, I feel like we move through imposter syndrome, we forget that I used to be imposter when I brushed my teeth. I used to not know how to do it. Um, I used to not know how to drive and now I can drive. You know, there, I was an imposter. I felt like an imposter for a while, while I was learning, while I was practicing, but the more I practiced, the better I got, the more confident I got. Now I can just get in the car. I can listen to a book at 1.5 or a podcast. No, a book at 1.3, podcast 1.5. And I can carry on a conversation with a book or a person. Anyway, the end. I hope that you guys have a great week. And I will see you next week um, with my friend Brian Perry. And we're going to talk, talk about his book called The Myth of Certainty. Anyway, so I'm really excited. It's not that thick of a book. Really good. Can't wait. Brian has been a friend of mine. We hiked the Grand Canyon when we were, I was 20, maybe he was 21. Yeah, I was 21. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I hiked it again when I was 41. Um, very different experience, but it'll be good to have my friend Brian on and just to talk about mental health for the last week. And then it's love on designers and I can't wait. And we're all caught up. So this one will, will post next week. One from last week, we're, we're just a week out. So I'm getting better. Um, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.